boom, welcome into a bonus episode of House Party Protocol. That's right, two in one week, Will. What are we doing with ourselves? We have bad at time management, apparently. I mean, I mean, look, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, time management, not my strong suit. With that being said, though, my name is Will, and with me today on this bonus episode of House Party Protocol is the one and only Will from the Game Store Guardians. What's happening? It's me again. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, going so on? If you just listened to the past episode, uh, thank you. Much appreciated. Welcome into this one. If you haven't listened to our LVO discussion, well, check that out if you're interested. We had some fun stuff to talk about there. Talk about a lot of statistics, uh, a lot of things to kind of maybe look at as we talk about the health of the game and everything. And uh, long story short, we think it's in a good place. So, yes. Yeah. With that, though, we're not here to dilly-dally. We are here to get down to business, Will. Much right. like our favorite like mutant, mutant hunter from the future who traveled back in time but went back to the future and has gone back in time and is now back in the future. I don't even know who can keep these timelines straight. It's Bishop. Listen, just like the last episode, Bishop has a space mullet. So it's party in the front. That was the first episode. Business in the back. No, I got it backwards. <laughs> business in the front, party in the back. That, that, I think it's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got it right eventually. Just like Bishop. Yes. Just like Bishop. Exactly. Yes. So, Will, we finally got the reveal for Bishop, which is the box mate for Nightcrawler. And um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to say one thing, and that is, yes. Yeah. Like, the discourse around this character, which we'll talk about as we get further into this discussion, is very interesting because what I'm seeing, I'm a seal of approval. Yes, I, I think they nailed it. I think, not getting too far ahead of ourselves, he is, he's going to need some support, but he is a powerful piece. Yes, he is. So with that, let's do what we always do when we review these characters. And let's take a look at the box art and um, mm -hmm. well model art box art all that fun stuff yeah so this character obviously the version that they have chosen to display on the website is the appropriate version yes and that's with the curls I mean like how can you not right listen this is going to be a debate much like Logan from the weapon Xbox cowboy hat or no cowboy hat that wasn't even a question like well, let me rephrase that 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 debate pales in comparison to like as as much of a debate as that was this is that much of not a debate mm -hmm. it's jerry curls period full stop i'm gonna judge you if i see bald bishop just like, know that I, out there i won't judge you <laughs> because you do what you want with your models with that said though how can you not put Jerry Curls on Bishop? That's right. Sexual chocolate. Honestly, you can say it. I can't. But <laughs> I mean, this model is so dope. It is. I like it a lot. I, I, I love the, uh, I don't know if you know this little fact, but the inspiration for his outfit was Gary Coleman on the electric company. I did not know that. Yeah, that is legit. The, the cover of the electric company is Gary Coleman in a train conductor outfit that is exactly Bishop's outfit. Okay, well, um, Google Foo, 
is happening right now. Just yeah, look up Gary Coleman Electric Company. Um and oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep, nailed it. They nailed it. So yeah, no, it's look, costume, the character, all that stuff. And, and the model, look, this is one of the more simple models for MCP, if I say so myself, but like they give you the option to make him bald or, or becurled. That's, that's a phrase, right? Becurled. It is now. I'll allow it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that might come up later. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the little energy blast. I mean, all of this, I'm just mm, way to go. AMG. Yeah, the way that picture is, too, I don't know how that's connected. A little energy blast. Looks pretty dope. Yeah, I don't know. Also, uh, real talk, how big is his forearm on his holding his gun? Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> like, oh, boy. That don't... dude is jacked, and he is on a 50-millimeter base, which makes me so happy. Yes, don't arm wrestle him. Uh, but no. yeah, 50-millimeter base for our man, Bishop. And, well, like, we've got to talk about this character now. Because I just, I'm, I'm enamored, weirdly. But we've got Bishop, who is Lucas Bishop. So if there ever is another version of him, you only have mm. the one on the tabletop in your squad. Like, in your squad on the tabletop at one time. I doubt we'll get another version, because it's Bishop. Yeah. With that said, though, we have a top stat line of three physical, four energy, three mystic. He has six stamina. He has threat value four, size two, and he moves medium mm, on that 50 millimeter base. Now, is this a trend we're seeing where 50 millimeter base characters can be size two? Is that like, because there aren't too many of those in the game. Yeah, I think, uh, no, it's a same with the size three on a small base. He is. And yeah, we, no. we've got uh, Bishop Beta Ray. And I think mm -hmm. Dr. Octopus. Yes, I think you're correct. And I think that's it. Yeah, it's not, it's not a lot. Yeah, I, I, I like this. And this stat line, I'm glad we're not seeing 434 again because that's been too popular. It has been, yeah. And the only difference is on the back, he drops to five stamina instead of six. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I like this stat line. I like seeing four energy defense. It's thematic that he has four mm -hmm. energy defense. So I love that kind of stuff. Yep. So, Will, would you like to go over this badass's attacks? Yes, but before that, this artwork for Bishop is just great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the oh, artwork yeah. has stepped up so much on the on the card art. It's amazing. I love yeah. it. And real talk, the injured side card art is even better. Yeah. I mean, like, I just want that art. Just, just yeah. give me that. All of that. I like it. Yeah. All right. Back on task. So let's get with these attacks. So the first attack is an energy attack, the XSE Blaster. It has a range of four. It is a strength of five and it is zero cost. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. And after this attack is resolved, if the target is within range three, it gains the incinerate special condition. No strings attached. Oh, man. Like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and I also need to to make a caveat. There are rose-colored glasses literally on my face right now. <laughs> okay, like, y'all need to understand. Bishop's a shit. <laughs> and yeah. I don't normally cuss, 
that is the only way to describe this character um, in the comics, cartoon, all that stuff. Yeah. But this attack, just cool. I'm within range three of you. You just catch on fire. I mean, I like it. Cable wishes he could do that. Yeah. He, he, Bishop has a better version of Cable's gun, basically. Basically. It's a little shorter range, but also, mm-hmm. you know, catch people on fire. So I, I love it. I, there's no, nothing else to say other than range four, range four on a 50 millimeter base. Just mm, it's real good. So much room. Yep. What do we got next? Okay. Next we have physical asterisk attack return with interest. It is an area two strength of seven, five power. This is a spender sweet spot. Yep. Sweet spot. that nice seven die. When this attack is chosen, before choosing a target, this character chooses whether this attack type is physical, energy, or mystic. Um, when this attack is chosen, during the pay cost step of the attack, this character may spend up to three additional power. Add one die to each attack for each power spent this way. And on a wild, you get extreme force. After this attack is resolved, this character pushes the target away short. This tar- the target character then gains the slow special condition. Okay, that is a lot of words. It is. That's a lot of words. So let's start back at the top. When this attack okay. is chosen, before you choose a target, so not each time you choose a target, but when you say, I'm going to do return with interest. That is when you choose a target at first. I was really excited. Oh, man. Oh, (laughs) man. If you could do it every single time you choose a target, that would be insane. Yeah. But no. Physical, energy, mystic. Yes, please. Mm hmm. Like, I love all of that. Yes, absolutely. And when we think about area attacks, right? Like, I think AMG by and large does not get area attacks right because I think what they view area attacks as, and I, I don't know this, but this is what I think they view area attacks as. They say three plus characters per attack is what we're going to make it cost, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I think they view it in an ideal circumstance when, I don't know about you, Will, in my games, anytime I do an area attack, at best I get three if I'm lucky. And it and it's mostly two, and I don't even want to do it if it's only going to be two characters most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. I mean, the only time I ever make that exception is if I'm using Cable and like he is low on health. I'll use the Spender to try to just get a couple back. That's fair, and 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 that's exactly it. Like, there's certain instances like um, the Shining Circle, of the Seraphim on Strange Supreme has certain opportunities that I would want to use that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they generally get the cost correct. Yeah. No, However, I agree with, that. with return with interest here, area two, strength seven. So mm, right in that just ooh, it's delicious sweet spot. <laughs> but then you get to choose whichever type of attack you want. So you can say, okay, cool. I'm around a bunch of people that have physical defense buffs. I'm going to go with mystic. Yeah. Or I have a bunch of people that are uh, mystic defense buffs. Cool, let's get some energy up in there. You know? Yeah. So I think that right there is a nice little benefit of this cost. Then you layer into the fact that we can start to spend additional power to 
get additional dice. So that seven dice can go up to 10 dice area attacks. And now I've spent eight power to a 10 dice attack. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I don't hate it. Yeah. Because when you think about a comparable volume of attacks, right? Like uh, if you're hitting two characters with that many dice, Hulk's gamma burst is one character gets hit for 10 dice for five power. This one you're hitting hopefully two with eight power. That feels good for a four threat character because remember, Immortal Hulk's a seven threat. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel okay about that. Yeah, I, I, no notes. I think that's great. And so, like, I think the only other character that has a higher, like, top end just natively on their card would be Cosmic Ghost Rider with his, uh, the power Cosmic Pennant Stare. They could go to 12 dice. Yeah. I mean, it's not can go. It is <laughs> 12 dice. It's 12 dice, five power, right? Uh, six power. Six power. Yeah. So, obviously, six threat character. Higher level character makes more sense, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, I kind of, I, I kind of think this is fine. Yeah. And and then you have wild triggers on top of it, and those wild triggers are displacement, which I love. I love anything with displacement. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and a condition you get slow too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, push them away, and then oh hey, web warriors friends. <laughs> Beat him up a little harder on your all webbed up turn. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. This is one of those things where I think, and again, those glasses, they are heavily rose-colored. Oh, yeah. They're very tinted. But I think we might have gotten the best area attack in the game right here. Definitely in contention. Yeah. I mean, what feels better? I'm trying to think, go through the area attacks. Um, the only other one I've been using recently, actually, is Storm. So with that uh, Eye of the Storm, because Hurricane's not bad, and it doesn't hurt your friends, which was, this one does. So you got to be careful. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely got to be careful. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot. So, yeah. I mean, any other thoughts on his attacks? Because these are the only two attacks he's got. He's got a Builder and a sp- yep. Spender that costs him five power. No, I think both of these attacks are bangers, and I love his builder that just auto-incinerates within three. Like, Pyro cannot auto-incinerate unless he uses the spender. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Oh, I love it. I love this attack suite, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so superpowers. He's only got a few. He has an active superpower, absorbed energy conversion. So he has to use this on his turn. It's going to cost him three Power. Choose an interactive terrain feature or enemy character, both of size four or less, and within range two, and throw it medium. This superpower can be used only once per turn, thank God. Man, that's delicious. Is that (laughs) not just... I mean, look, that's Beta Ray Bill's throw, which we know what it is, but like, man. I'm here for it. Yep. Like it's it, it's a good good throw. I mean, size four, it's it's great. Look, it, you're gonna use that every turn. Mm-hmm. Every turn, and that's his only active superpower. And he has no reactive superpowers technically, 
And I mean, that's it. He he's he's just got this. So he's got his his attacks and this throw. No movement shenanigans, nothing, which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. But then he's got this, an innate superpower. So he's always active. Mutant energy absorption. When this character is defending against an attack for each wild in the defense roll, it may change one of the attacker's crits, wilds, or hit results to a blank. This character gains one power for each die changed this way. So he's got the Mystic Armor of Strange on everything. Yep, same thing with um, OG Carol. Yeah, because uh, notice it's when this character is defending, not a type of defense, not energy, not mystic, not physical, just he rolls defense dice, you roll a wild, you change one of those to a blank. Yep. That is awesome. Now, And he gains power for that. It's nice. Yeah, he gets a power when he does it too. So like, okay, cool. You're sitting there, you don't have much power, and it's about to be your turn, and someone's trying to alpha strike you. You may be able to change a die or not, get a get a power for it. It's awesome. And with that being said, it is worth noting that the the timing of this is interesting. So mm-hmm. the attackers modify their dice, then the defenders modify their dice, then the attackers modify their opponent's dice, the defender's dice, then the defenders modify the attacker's dice. So if your opponent has a pierce, they can remove your wild on mutant energy absorption before you have an opportunity to use it. Yes. However, if they don't have anything like that, or if they don't have disruption field or whatever, even disruption field doesn't work on that, whatever it is to make you re-roll your dice or whatever, if you roll a wild, you're just canceling out one of their successes. Yeah, I think uh, Green Goblin's leadership comes to mind. They can make you re-roll a defense die. Exactly. And there ain't yeah. many things else. Uh, and yep. do you know the math on about how often this is going to work? Like, say, on his physical, which is three? Uh, I do not. It's only about 36% of the time. So basically a third of the time. Okay. So it seems fair. I think it seems fair. It's not something to be relied upon. But as we talk about the affiliations that he could be potentially in, I think it's one of those things that those odds increase exponentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now here's a couple of interesting things. He has another innate power, overload. At the start of the power phase, if this character has eight or more power, it suffers one damage. That's interesting, Will. It is. It is. It's at the start, so it's before you are giving out your power. So if you start with seven, you're fine. Correct. So this is the first time we've seen anything like this. Am I right? Yes. And unless uh, Dormammu's leadership is, if, if you're over a certain amount of power, you get hurt. Right. That's that's the other opportunity. But on a character yeah. card, where mm-hmm. there's a negative effect to gaining the power to to playing the game and having what is essentially the crux of the game, the catch-up mechanic built in a core, fundamental, foundational piece of Marvel Crisis Protocol Mm -hmm. hurt you. 
Yeah, it's definitely it's a definitely an interesting choice. It's it's unique. Yeah, it is very unique, but it is flavor for days. Yep. Because that is exactly who Bishop is. Because even he in the comics doesn't know his upper limit for absorbing power, but he also knows he can't hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And I love, absolutely love, this representation of a character's signature kind of thing in this way. Could it have been implemented maybe a little better? Maybe. But this this works, man. This works. Yeah, for sure. Just like um, Logan has the, uh, if he gets hit with a mystic attack, he starts lashing out at people because that's that stage of his life. So that's the way you encapsulate that era. I mean, this is core to who Bishop is. Yes, it is. And I'm just, I love it so much. I, I Like, it's it's really nice. Now, it's one of those things where you've got to manage this. Mm-hmm. You have to manage it. And as we said before, he has a builder. He has a five power spender. And he has a three power superpower. And that's it. Yeah. And I didn't highlight this when we were talking about mutant energy absorption. It is important to note that that is a may. You may change a die in the attacker's role to a blank. So if you're blocking it all and you're at six power, you might not want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're going to have to play with that little, uh, with that meter as it were. Exactly. And I, oh man, I love it, Will. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. Lastly, and... Uh, arguably, most importantly, he is immune to incinerate, poison, and stun. Yes! Yep. <laughs> like, oh man, immunity to stun, like, bring on the Mayor Fisks. Mayor Fisk and the X people now have someone who's immune to uh, demons. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so, now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that if overload happens, if you get dazed, you take six damage after you've already activated, you had a couple power on you, you take your six damage and you're sitting there, you wake up with eight power on your injured side. Well, it's a bit of a feels bad. You normally had five health, you're going to wake up with four health. Yeah. And that's a bit of a feels bad because of the way this superpower is worded at the start of the power phase. Yeah, at that point... He's basically you. You toss him into the middle of something and hope you take people with you. I mean, that's that's what I would do. Yeah. And and look, sound, sound strategy. Who knows? But <laughs> hey, but it's a thing you can do. It is right, and it's one of those things where if you're sitting there with ten power, two return to interests with seven dice each feels pretty good, or one return to interest with seven dice catching some people on fire. Seems pretty good as well. Maybe you get enough power for the throw after you have done return with interest. There's a lot of different things that can happen. But Will, I don't know about you. I think that this character is one that has got a lot of nuance built into a arguably simple kit. Yes, he is definitely, he's not just a, oh, go fight everything type of character. Like he needs protection. He needs support because he is the definition of a glass cannon he is very much a glass cannon and look like i said the the math is the math a third of the time you should roll a wild but when you don't Mm -hmm. 
and and you're like, cool, I'm going to tank this attack, and you don't, it's going to feel bad. Yeah. It's going to feel bad. But that's the thing. He has a range 4 attack. Yes, it has a benefit if you get to range 3, but his attack is range 4. You don't have to be up in the thick of it. Yep, he's still shooting. To me, Bishop is the ultimate move-shoot or shoot-move character. Yes. Yeah, I think that I think that's key right there. He may not be a double tapper. He may not be. But you know what he can parlay into a double tap is, cool, I shot you, and I incinerated you, and now I'm going to throw something at you, and then I'm yep. going to move away. Mm-hmm. Or, or vice versa. I'm shooting you, I'm moving in, I'm going to throw something at you, hoping to daze you, and, and there you go. Like, I think that when we look at this character... He looks very one note, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like he can he can look like that at first, which is interestingly enough, kind of what he came on the scene as in the comics. Yep. But then he has, over time, I think unlocked a lot of things. And and look, I don't think that there's some super secret play pattern to Bishop here, honestly. But I do think that he is a very interesting character on the tabletop. And especially because he's on that 50 millimeter base, he's going to get where he wants to go. I mean, the most reductive thing I could say is he's a four point cable because he has a very similar play pattern to cable where with cable, ideally you want to shoot, you want to throw. And then if you didn't finish him off, you want to shoot again. In his case, you might want to shoot, throw and back up, but it's a very similar play pattern to cable. Yeah, and and look, incinerate is nothing to scoff at. And if no, you can not at all. play him with X Force, which we know he's affiliated in because he's in the uh, timeline document. Yep. So if you want to play him in X Force, and you throw a pyro in there, you play Cable Bishop Pyro. That's what twelve threat. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. So that's twelve threat. Then you season to taste from there. And now you have two longer range characters that are able to incinerate and one that's able to say, cool, you're incinerated and your buddies are incinerated and your buddies' buddies are incinerated. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that. No, not at all. And if you're playing that attrition strategy, I think that kind of tracks. Yeah, that, that's where I live. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I said this on Facebook. Uh, under the House Party Protocol Facebook page, and I'll say it again here. I know I committed to Wakanda for mm-hmm. for uh, Adepticon, but then we got Bishop's card, and I knew Bishop was coming and all that stuff. But like, mm-hmm. like I, I feel I feel some kind of way about this. Okay, so in my heart, I would love for you to play X Force. That being said, the these guys come out March second. Adepticon is when. Adepticon is the end of March, like the 21st. Okay, so you do have time to paint. But oh. you have to just make sure he's painted before you go to Adepticon. See, you, you hit me with the painting. <laughs> See, that's where you got me. Yeah. Here's, it, maybe I'll bring them anyways and then like pivot at the last second with no reps at all. <laughs> you could. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I just, I just like this character. I like that he has control. So the throw is a level of control. All of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and let's talk about where he's affiliated. So, obviously, X-Force and Uncanny X-Men, we know this from the timeline document. Do you feel yes. like he benefits from one over the other? 
I feel like X Force is going to benefit a little more. I mean, yes, Cable is an X Man, but in X Force, Cable is your leader. You're going to have him, and he's absolutely going to be boosting Bishop's shields. Yeah. Um, I think the reroll is going to be very good for Bishop because if you're within three, they also lose cover. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, um, within three they lose cover. Yeah. Well, through the X Force reroll or the X Force uh, leadership. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So there's a lot of upside there, but I also think he it's it's risky, but he could be good under Cyclops. So that's actually low key, low key where I think <laughs> that he's kind of solid is mm-hmm. within Cyclops and what Cyclops wants to do. You know that gun line kind of play style. And being a battery to feed power to your friends mm-hmm. is a nice thing because the interesting thing about Cyclops' leadership, it is when an allied character deals damage to an enemy character with an attack. Yeah. And then you pass out power. So if he goes in and he does that area attack and he hits three characters, that's three opportunities to pass out power, mm-hmm. which is nice. And. And the other thing with that is if he is Uncanny X-Men, um, the upcoming Xavier's Dream card, that's a perfect way for him to dump power. Oh, man, absolutely. And, that, and that's the thing, right? It's his ability to modulate his power because being at that eight is going to be bad. But if you can keep it to where, all right, cool, we're not going to go too high. I'm going to be able to modulate it. I'm going to be able to spend on this tactics card or that tactics card, whatever. That's going to be key to his playstyle, I think. Yeah. Excellent patch-up sure. candidate. You know what I mean? Like like yep. him him spending for other people to patch them up. Yeah, for sure. You know? Because I don't think you're going to want to do return with interest very often. But one of the things I think that is interesting about this design of this character is you're going to have to. Yeah. You know? His box mate may help him with that, too. Just teleport him up. <laughs> Run away. Right. Here's a bomb. Yep. And we <laughs> dropped off a bishop bomb. Yep. A bomb. Uh yeah, so I think he's pretty good in, in all of those. I think anytime you have a fifty millimeter base affiliated with Uncanny X Men, it turns on the first class plays, which are really awesome. Yep. You know, we don't know what Xavier is gonna do yet, but I would assume that he's gonna do some fun stuff too that helps Bishop out. Another 50 millimeter base. Look at that. I know, right? So, like, you could uh, do some fun stuff there. And I think even with Storm being able to hop off of Storm or, or with that leadership ability is going to be a thing that Bishop is going to want to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And then uh, the getting the reroll on defense, right? Like, cool. I didn't roll a while. Well, let me get another chance. Yeah. All right, Will. So last thing before we, we kind of put a button on these this week's shows. Where does he splash for you? The first one I thought of when I saw his spender was King T Wakanda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think he's low-key interesting there anyways. Like, having the size 4 throw, being able to displace... Return with interest, excellent. Being able to push on a wild, super great. But also being able to incinerate characters 
at a distance is nice, and I think that that's mm-hmm. going to fit that type of Wakanda playstyle nicely. Yeah, and I think the leadership for uh, the King T Wakanda, that if you push into a piece of terrain, they take a damage. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be that's gonna be a little spicy on him, depending on where he is and what kind of terrains around. Exactly. I think Web Warriors is an interesting place. I don't think it's like a great spot for him per se, but Web mm-hmm. Warriors is interesting because of the pushing and and the incinerate. Anytime you can soften up your target for Web Warriors, you're probably feeling pretty good. Yeah. But I think there's other characters like Medusa and stuff like that, other fours that play better there. I think Agent Venom as an affiliated four threat is a better option. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. For sure. But it's interesting. I'd be See, remiss if I didn't say it. And I knew this was going to be a question, and I was thinking about this like all day. He's literally a character that isn't really made to splash. He really isn't. And that's one of the things I've been kind of thinking about as well while I've been trying to think about this is there's not anywhere that I'm like, yes, this place, other than X-Force, maybe Defenders. That was the other one, yeah, because the area attack with the rerolls could be nice. Could be nice. I also think because Doctor Strange and Wong are a, a potential options in that affiliation. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't necessarily need Doctor Strange's leadership, but if you're playing a bit of a tall list, maybe having Strange, Wong, Daredevil, Bishop, that could be interesting. Or Strange Supreme to scalpel him up somewhere. Oh, look, that don't even get me started on how good that could be. <laughs> but I think Strange is a really fun candidate. Uh, OG Strange convocation because you can give him the extra dice. If he does take that damage, he gets the hop from the convocation leadership. Or you can be in aggressive mode and use the leadership to re-roll a die on your mystic attack return with interest. Yeah. So... I, I think it's cute. You know, it's cute. Yeah. But I think he is tailor-made for his home affiliations, which are going to be Uncanny X-Men and X-Force. And I think you're going to have to really search hard for a reason to play him outside of affiliation. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I'm excited to see what you guys listening come up with. So with that, Will, let's uh, bring this podcast to a screeching halt. But I did promise something. During the, I guess, LVO last episode, but not last episode thing, the the dual episode, the part one, I don't know what to call it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, episode A. A, yes, exactly. A, part one, the A-ning. So, yeah, you know, it's that time of night. Yeah. We're doing a giveaway for the Rivals Pack of Wakanda... Warrior Falls. And so, yeah, we got to come up with a secret code word that people can send me, Will. First one that comes to mind is Jerry Curl. I mean, I mean, yeah. I did say there was something earlier that I would say, remember this for later, and I forgot. Oh, it. yeah. Me too. <laughs> so, if you remember that from earlier, then you can send me that, whatever that was that I said, or it's got to be Jerry Curls. Or we can either do that or Soul Glow from uh, Coming to America. Uh, either one. See, I can't. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> that might be a bridge too far. All right, um, I'll say with Jerry Curl then. Yeah, Jerry Curls it is. So, yeah, we're going to go with Jerry Curls because, look, it's Bishop. You got to do Jerry Curls. I mean, it's exactly. it's essential part of his character. You know, <laughs> it's he was created in the 90s. Like, come on. Um, exactly. So, yeah. With that being said, Will, 
send us messages, housepartyprotocolpod.gmail.com. And uh, Facebook, if you want to send in the secret code word, you can send me that. And uh, all that stuff over there. Facebook, Discord, you can DM me. I'm at HPP underscore Will on most of the main MCP discords out there. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. Little as a dollar a month, 12 bucks a year. Get to come and hang out in the legit best community that exists on the internet. Will can attest to that. And uh, yep. yeah, Will, real quick, where can people find you? Um, still find me in the same places. You find me on Discord in the Games of Guardians Discord and the House Party Protocol Discord and pretty much almost every MCP Discord because I have a problem. And <laughs> um, if you're in the area, Red Steel Gaming, we're going to have our first tournament of the year on February 17th. So um, it's in Matawan, New Jersey, if you guys want to come out for that. And I believe right now we may have a qualifier in March, date to be announced. So. Heyo. Well, yeah, with that, uh, Will, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you being here with me today and uh, taking all this time to do all this. It's been a long night. Sorry to keep everybody, but I hope it's been good. Anytime, man. Yeah, man. Party on, Will. Party on, Will. And power down suits.